Hey, we're back. Mike. Anthony. Special guest in the building. That's right. Episode uh one, two, three, what episode is this? Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. It's very nice of you. I feel honored. <laughs> hey, Anthony is one of the first people that James told me about. That, really? That you told me about when I came to Floatopia. And he said you have one hell of a story and that floating has changed your life to some extent. No. <laughs> No? Uh, no. Well, I mean, Has floating not changed it, his life? No, no, I think he changed his own. He changed his own. We're definitely going to hear about it. Okay. Uh, so maybe you changed James's life? I Was changed that... James's life okay. long before Flotopia. That sounds. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Got you, okay. <laughs> Years of horrible comedy for me. Changed his so, life. Made him, made him open up something that had nothing to do with comedy. <laughs> Well, people just go in a room and shut the door for an hour and I just have to talk to them. <laughs> no, this is this float place is straight comedy. I'll tell you that. We have a lot of fun in here. So how do you guys know each other? That You met at a comedy club? Yeah, I'm a comedian um, when the world was normal and you could actually do stand-up comedy and, and inside. Um, people listening 20 years from now won't know what that means. But uh, yeah, back in the – yeah, I, James worked at Brokerage. I performed there a lot and, you know, met that way. Oh, thank you. But honestly, the, the, the reason why I want to do the come on here is because of your story. And I think it's, it's just a, an inspiring story um, that, that when people hear it, they don't even believe me until they go to your page and they start listening to your podcast. And, and it's just incredible. Um, but I, I'd like you to tell it and, and kind of like where you're at now and, and how you got there. Um, well, I started, um, back on Weight Watchers, which is now WW. I started on May 1st, 2017. Um, my life was pretty much unlivable as far as doing anything. I couldn't really go anywhere. Uh, my weight just affected everything I did, even comedy. I mean, I was hard for me to get through a set, just talking. I was out of breath and a lot, I go back and listen to old tapes and you can hear in the middle of a joke, I'm like, I'm, it's hard for me to get the words out because I'm like, I'm gasping for air. And I just had to make a change. Like I, didn't, I didn't want the surgery. And I don't have anything against it because I've had friends who had the surgery. It's worked for them. It saved their lives. But it always scared me just having, you know, rearranging my stomach to like, you know, where it's half the size or they're putting uh, a zip tie on it or whatever, whatever they do with it. It just it always scared me to, to, to have that. So I gave Weight Watchers one one last shot, and since May first, uh, I'm holding off over 200 pounds. Wow! And uh, still have a long way to go, but you know it's changed my life for in the better. I mean, I can do anything, even just like you know we, we talked about, like you know, not that floating changed my life, but I changed my life where I can actually go in there and float. I mean, I could never step over that two foot whatever thing in there to get into mm-hmm. the tub. I couldn't get myself out of the tub. So you think about all these things that I couldn't do before that now I don't have to think about. And it just opened up a whole new world of things. Like, you know, even just being, I'm, I'm an uncle. I, I have two nephews and a niece. And to be able to, like, you know, hang out with them and take them places and do things with them. Before I go to my brother's house, I just sit in the chair. I'd fall asleep. Because the, the mm-hmm. day of just, like, getting through the day was that tiring where I couldn't, you know, make it through just sitting there hanging out with them. So my whole life changed. Uh through losing weight, and I'm, I'm still going, still go, going strong, but, you know, it's, um, it, it, I call it a journey for a reason, it's it's a lifelong thing, I'll always have to be on it, I'll always have to track my food and count calories and macros and all that other stuff that I'm doing, but it's worth it, because I, I get so much back in return. Yeah, what's that program like, like, to be in Weight Watchers, what are the first steps in that, to really making the changes? Oh, uh, well, now they have three different plans. Uh, it's like purple, green, and blue. But it's all basically counting points. Uh, points go by calories, saturated fat, um, sugars, protein. And it gives you a point value. Like, you know, okay. let's just say like uh, 
I don't know. Depends what plan you're on, but like chickens, a serving size is two points. But I weigh everything. It goes, I, you know, depends how much it weighs too. So depends upon your, you know, if you're a male, female, how old you are, how much you weigh, you get a certain amount of points for the day. You stay within that point range. And it's, you know, it sounds easy, but it's not. And I also added, though, this last year, adding calorie counting and macro counting to it as well. Okay. I don't really know. Someone explained it. So <laughs> someone was like, you should well, count macros. Counting like fats, um, yeah, well, basically carbs. A percentage. So yeah. like my, my breakdown is the person who explained it to me, um, it was, it's like, a, like 35% of my food intake is carbohydrates, 30% fat, 35% protein. So when I, I double track, so I track in Weight Watchers and with um, my fitness pal. And I, I, tr- I stay within 1,800 calories for the day as well. So... If I enter like a breakfast that's higher in carbs, I know for lunch I got to eat more protein and fat to level that out. You want to try to hit your macro targets for the day. You I don't know the science behind it, though. You said, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, I was saying, I mean, you said this isn't your first attempt at like actually following through on Weight Watchers? No. Uh, no. I, I've done Weight Watchers as an adult on and off since 2003. So what what had discouraged you, I guess, or what had kind of gotten you, like, started to stop in the past? Was I, like, it, I like food. <laughs> just like your food? Well, no, because it sounds like a full job, like counting calories. It is. And- I have no life now. This is all I did. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, no. Well, that just, alone would frustrate me, you it, know? Well, that's it. It's, it's frustrating. It's, you know, and a lot of the times, you, you know, the first thing you also have to change is your mindset on things. And if you think about it like, this is annoying, I got to keep counting this, and I got to keep doing this, yeah, it's frustrating and annoying, and you get tired of it. Um, I had to change my relationship with food. I'm an emotional eater. I'm a food addict. I, I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I eat when any kind of emotion. I'll celebrate anything with food. I'll try to cover any kind of pain with food. So I had to change my whole relationship with it, where now it's, I think of it more as fuel for my body to get through a day and a workout and things like that than, you know, something to enjoy or, you know, use um, abu- use and abuse. That's really what it is. I had to change my whole mindset with it. When did you find out that you had to change? I always knew. I mean, even just the, the uh, on and off with it, I always knew at one point something's going to have to change or I'm not going to be around. But like when I, this last time, you know, I was pushing 40. Um, and I, I didn't think I was going to see 40 if I kept on going the way I was going, which I probably wouldn't have. So that, that was really the, you know, the real motivation kick in the ass that I needed was like, you know, okay, um, you're not going to be around much longer if you don't drastically change your lifestyle. I feel like we were at the club one day and I was talking about comics and, and somebody had, uh, had passed away um, a few years ago and, and I feel like that conversation or that that happening really kind of sparked your your need to kind of like lose weight in a way, and it just kind of opened up your eyes to like to, to what you were doing. Yeah, I forget what which comics that it was. Well, it was just you know it's any of them really. I mean, that they passed away young. Was it's and but like you know the big guys always a lot of them die young. It's it's. No, Chris Farley died when I was uh, in, right out of high school. Yeah, Ralphie, Ralphie May. Ralphie May. He had a lot of problems with his kidneys and stuff. But he, you know, he, he was, you know, came out. He was, you know, he was addicted to drugs as well. My sister-in-law told me she had kind of had a coming to Jesus moment with me. You know, she's a she's a nurse, and she said, you know, the the reason you're still alive is you never smoked. She mm-hmm. said, if you would have smoked cigarettes, you'd been dead a long time ago. Which kind of opened my eyes as well. But yeah, but like, like John Panette passed away, and 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 Ralphie May passed away, and. All these guys that, you know, you think are invincible, but, you know, you see them on stage, you don't really, you know, and then all of a sudden that they're gone and it's because of their life choices. And that's really what always, you know, stuck with me as well is that I got to make some changes because of that. How, how do you realize you have like a food addiction? Because very few people are like even acknowledge overeating and things yeah. like that as like an addiction, but it, there are definitely a lot of addictive qualities. How does that hit you? Um, it, 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 I always, looking back now, I, I, I knew it as a kid. But yeah, um, as I get older, you just know that you, that's the first thing you go for when anything happens is, is food and stuff like that. Um, but I remember back as a kid, just even just like, you know, constantly thinking about it and constantly thinking about it and being upset when I couldn't have it and stuff like that. So 
um, as an adult, I realized more what the problem was. Um, when you started like actually losing the weight and doing Weight Watchers and all that, um, what were like some things I guess that you did like workout wise? Were you in the gym? Is it you know something cardio related? I guess primarily. I started very simple um, with exercises in a chair, and then moved to just walks around the block, walking a little more. And then getting into the gym and and doing weights and and uh, cardio and then like hikes as well, adding on to it. And was the goal um to like ultimately not aside from just losing weight? I mean, I know you have the podcast now. Was the goal mm-hmm. to document that journey, or were you just kind of doing this and then documenting it came along later? Um, when I started this time around, I wanted to be as transparent as possible because I wanted somebody to to anybody in my position. Or any position to see that anything is possible. You know, you, you're not you're not for, that you're not far gone. You I mean you're not that far gone? You could you could change it. Um, I've always was active on Instagram just through comedy, so it just felt natural to uh, show this part of my life as well. And then about a year or so into when I started, I, I started the podcast um, in January of eighteen. So we're coming up to three years with the WW Bro Podcast. And when I, I didn't even want to do that podcast. I was thinking, really? of, yeah, I was doing a, like a talking head type of podcast where just like, you know, me and my friend would just sit in a room and, and BS. And I wanted to do a wrestling podcast, actually. And okay. I, and I put, because I'm a big wrestling fan. So I put a poll on Instagram. Hey, I'm, I'm going to start another podcast. Um, somebody told me I should do Weight Watchers or maybe I, I want to do wrestling. And I put like that. The percentage thing up, and it was ninety nine one. Do do about Weight Watchers. Nobody want to hear about WW, wrestling. No WWE. No WWE. <laughs> w, well, it's called the WW Bro Podcast because it's a popular hashtag um, in the weight loss community for for guys on Weight Watchers. Because it's not you know it's the program's got a stigma that it's for old ladies and housewives. Yeah. So there's a te- there's a hashtag WW Bros. So that's where I got that to kind of bring guys to the podcast, and it's really a podcast for anybody, and it's not just for Weight Watchers. I got people on to do keto, uh, the weight loss surgeries, any anything they're doing to lose weight. I want to bring them on, hear their stories. But when I started the podcast, I was like, I got to be as open and honest as possible, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And I've had episodes where it was really hard to get through, but you know, then I get the best feedback with that, that someone else is sitting there and they're hearing what's in their head coming through their uh, their phone or whatever they're listening on. So that that's really what keeps me motivated. And it's motivating as well for me, and it holds me accountable. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, super relatable, just, you know, all different aspects of it. Because a lot of people, again, there is a stigma that it's, you know, for older women and housewives. And, you know, the fact that it really does come down to just simplifying, you know, what a lot of people know is just, you know, eat less, move more, take in less calories, you know, than than you're burning. And, you know, to break it down into points, I think, is is a smart, kind of more manageable move. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean... Weight loss is pretty much, yeah, like you said, broken down. It's just calories in, calories out. And it's whatever vehicle you use for that, that really what it is. And for me, uh, Weight Watchers has always worked. It's always been something I could do and manage, and that fits into my lifestyle. And, and it's just something I gravitated towards. I didn't want to do keto. Um, I like carbs too much. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm an Italian kid, so I got to have my macaroni every once in a while. So but. And WW kind of like fits that in. It's it's more it teaches you how to eat, like as far as like for the rest of your life than just I gotta lose a certain amount of weight by a certain amount of time. This is more a sustainable yeah, yeah. thing. That's that's why I also gravitated towards it. Moderation. Yeah, yeah, everything in moderation. Yeah, that's what I was curious too. Is if there's like goals with this, or if it if it is more just changing the lifestyle altogether. Like, do you have you know weight goals or just like physique goals along the way? Um. My physique goals is I just continue to look more like a melted candle because that's really what I look like right now <laughs> as the excess skin comes. But no, uh, well, I, I had a, I have a lot to go. So I, I didn't want to just overwhelm myself from day one. So I give myself little goals in 25-pound increments. So my next goal is 225 down. Got you. So that's that's the next goal. Um, so the goal is is more so of how much you're you're putting off as opposed to like I'm trying to reach this weight. Yeah, because, you know, it, whatever it takes, it takes. My dad used to tell me all the time because I used to get frustrated and, and annoyed. He's like, well, the time goes by anyway. What are you going to do with it? So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, you know, and I, if I said to myself, okay, I have to lose 300 pounds within three years. And if I didn't, you get frustrated and annoyed and you have that big goal in front of you. Whereas now I just focus on 225. So I'm down 205. So 20 more pounds, I hit that goal. That's how gotcha. I look at it. 
And then you hit that goal, you go another 25. Yeah, another 25. And just keep on going, keep on going. That's it. Um, as oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, my fault. No, what, what, what did you, like, that number 200 down, like, mm-hmm. what did you think Oh my! How much I lost? Oh, day one. I mean, you you weigh, weigh in every week. That's no. This first time, well, they weigh you every week. You weigh in, so you know you're constantly seeing what you're losing or gaining or whatever. Um, the thought of hitting 200 pounds down though just came recently because it was uh, it's a number that's so far fetched that when I actually hit 200 pounds down, I got the charm. People were like, oh, my God, that's what it looks like because there's not a lot of people that actually hit that. And so um, it was always a, a, a number that I never – it just seems so far out there. But now that I'm there and I'm in it, it it's – you know, it, it helps that the next goal is very attainable. I was listening to your podcast and with Nick Yeah. No more charms at the 200. They're gonna they're gonna make one for me. I I don't know. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. He's gonna go to Aviani. <laughs> yeah. Go to the jeweler. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming so. I give a pat on the back. I don't know. <laughs> they say good job. <laughs> yes. Um. Maybe they'll start just give me like you know again like twenty five pounds down like stuff like that and but um, it's kind of hard now too because you know we're everything's kind of shut down we're not really in the studios as much um, so yeah, yeah. how does that change things like especially COVID to be checking in oh my god Co- well it was tough because you know originally when this started it was two weeks told us stay home two weeks yeah. we'll go so everybody that I knew kind of thought about it as a two week vacation. Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I want for two weeks. I'll get back to it when I get back, and that mindset, right away. <laughs> but that mindset always goes out the window because yeah. you can never get right back when you, when you go off like that. And then it was longer and longer. So what WW? They were actually open a little bit. They closed down probably end of March, and they went to Zoom workshops, which was great in the beginning because I was going to workshops all over the country. Like I was going to ones in California. I was going to ones in Missouri. Texas, Florida. What are the workshops like? Are the, is it similar to just going into like a studio, or is it? Yeah, normally, like what the studio is, it's a like you know, like they call it a shopping. It's in a shopping center, um, always next to a donut place or something like that. <laughs> Very, of course. Whoever, yeah. If you see a weight, if you're looking to make a lot of money, open up a food place next to a Weight Watchers Center. <laughs> you make a fortune. Um, taking notes, James. Yeah, take notes. <laughs> your, your next, uh, your James next venture. Donuts. F- floating donuts, bro yeah. donuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go in and it's and it's a meeting. It's and that's my favorite part of Weight Watchers is is that community. And what's great now with social media on Instagram, there is a large community on. Uh, pardon the pun, but there is a large. There's a bit. There's a great community the on disrespect. Yeah, there's um, a great community on Instagram uh, that I become a part of, and that really you know it's like having that extended family and and motivate and that motivation pushes you through. Absolutely. Um, like I know Monday, I go on every Monday and I have to tell, talk about my week and, and say what happened. Uh, so that, you know, that also keeps me accountable as well. But yeah, the people on, they're there for you. If you, you know, you can just reach out to somebody that lives in Seattle, Washington, any, anywhere. Just, and just be like, hey, um, I, I kind of resonate with what you said. And then, you know, you can have that kind of back and forth with them as well. Yeah, I started this with my best friend Nick, um, who's been with my, you know, we've been through everything together, uh, literally from cradle to grave. Um, and he, we both were like, listen, we got to do something. He's, he had a daughter he's running around after. Um, she was at, I think, two at the time, almost two at the time. So uh, it's hard to run around after a kid with all that excess weight. And he wasn't as big as you? No, he wasn't as big as me. Thanks, James. Um, yeah, no, you. Is anybody as big as you? This <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, because he weighs ninety-eight pounds. Um, <laughs> no, uh, he wasn't as big as me, James. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
but no, yeah, he's still a lot to lose, and he's he's down over eighty pounds as well. So he he's doing really good, and uh, his life changed too. You know, being able to, he's in a band, so you know, playing's easier. Uh, you know, chasing after his kids easier. So I mean, yeah. So we, I also have that. My best friend, I can bounce stuff off of as well, and he's always been that guy anyway, no matter what, whether it's you know this or relationships or anything else. I call him. He calls himself Al Silvani. Who's the cut man from Rocky? If you ever watch Rocky, he's he's the best cut man in the business. That's what that's what he calls himself, Al Silvani. So I'm sure you guys Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there's no punches pulled between us. Um, very you know honest with each other, and he's usually the first one I'll go to uh, if anything's anything's wrong or, or anything like that. I'll just go to him and bounce stuff off of him. Are you still uh, doing comedy, and like, how has that kind of improved since you know losing the weight? Well, comedy improved a lot. I mean, as far as just just being able to to stand through a set, you know, um, as as I progressed in my comedy career, I started featuring and then headlining. Headlining is at least forty five minutes. Um, uh, solid set. Solid set. Yeah, <laughs> forty five minutes on my feet, which I couldn't have done before. Um, I I used to sit on the stool. That's how. Yeah, yeah I used to sit on the stool and just talk because i wasn't even gonna sweat and be you know, i would have to take like eight ibuprofen just so my back and knees would, wouldn't give oh, out because the pain was so bad so i just started just doing that and then like as i got lost my weight and got healthier i was standing and it was just not, like nothing and uh comedy was going great until you know the pandemic happened and covid and it shut down I've been on stage like once since this whole thing happened. Yeah, it's, the timing's crazy right now. Yeah, I don't want to do Zoom shows. <laughs> I don't want to tell jokes over Zoom or in someone's living room. Uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, and then you know what it is? The, the limited places that are doing comedy, now it's, it's, it's hard to get gigs because you have these guys who are established that people will pay to see. Yeah. They're going to, you know, that's, of course, they're going to get the, the work first, as they should. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I headlined the clubs around here, you know, it was papered. It was free tickets. People came because, you know, they knew me from just seeing me over the years. But no one's really paying to come see me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not at that level. I'm not famous. Um, so, yeah, of course, the famous people will keep working. People are going to come pay see them. Everything's at a limited capacity, so you have to make money. Yeah, it's it was like 25 30%. So, I mean, yeah, so comedy's kind of uh, at a standstill right now. Uh, it's, it sucks. I miss it. I can't wait to get back on stage full time. But it'll happen eventually. Are you worried about COVID? No. no. Mm. Yes and no. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, do I worry about it? I, I worry that, you know, if I was 205 pounds heavier, yes, I'd be very scared if I got COVID. Sure. Because I, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't make it. Um, I would probably have high blood pressure, diabetes at that point. Um, knock on wood, I'm, I'm healthy. I don't have, you know, my everything's good. Um, I'm also the kind of person I don't worry until there's something to worry about. Yeah. Uh, I've my I've had family members have COVID, friends have had COVID. They went right, circled right through it. You know, it wasn't an issue for them. I'm not saying it's not a problem. I'm just saying for me myself, I I, I can't worry about it. I can't live in fear. I never, I don't like to live in fear. So I mean, if I get it, I get it. And whatever happens, happens. That's how I look at things. But you do keep yourself, you know, active and, and, and eating healthy. And yeah, and I, I think that's another thing, too. If this has shown us anything, this this disease has shown us anything, it's, it's uh, going after the people that, you know, you have these underlying issues like diabetes and uh, high blood pressure and things like that where your lungs aren't functioning right. Why not take this time really to take care of yourself? And it's even more of a, you know, a push to take care of yourself. And, and that's what I, I've looked at it as well. I've lost weight during this, uh, this time. A lot of people haven't. And I, I'm proud of that, that I, that I lost weight during this. Um, it hasn't been easy. Yeah, you know, it, it, like right away the gym's shut down. So what do you do now for exercise? I, I went from working out five days a week in the gym to now using resistance bands and, and walking on concrete, which is not the best for my knee. I have a, arthritis in my knee. And one of the things they told me not to do is to walk on concrete. But I was like, well, I gotta, mm -hmm. gotta work out. Yeah, I gotta do something. Does. So um, it's just different, you know, it's just adjusting. It's making adjustments. It's, it's, you know, and just moving forward with it. 
Have you always been like a bigger guy, or did yeah? You, so was, even since early on, it wasn't necessarily even so much the eating habits and everything that got you big. It just kept you big. Well, no, I think as I was eating, as I was just <laughs> eating a lot as a kid. You know, I would uh, finish kids' lunches at school. You know, it was like I was just I, I love to eat. You know, as James likes to point out, I was the biggest guy. Um, just, <laughs> well, uh, no, I figured because I mean, at some point when you're like really young, were you ever like in shape or fit, or did you ever play yeah. sports? That- oh yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was a decent athlete uh, younger. Uh, the weight, you know, and even into my twenties. Um, you know, the thing is, you know, I think I'm just susceptible to gaining weight i gain weight very quickly if i look at food i'll gain weight some <laughs> some people are lucky that they, they don't you know and yeah. but my my body is that's that's how i'm built i i gain weight very quickly and i i could lose it pretty quickly as well so i guess it works both ways um but no i played baseball as a kid football um i played in my 20s softball flag football and it wasn't really and that's another thing another reason why i think it took me so long to really to take care of this is because I'm like, yeah, I'm big, but I'm so I can still do things. I'm still, I'm still, you know, doing whatever I want to do. I just figured oh, I'll just be that guy who's big forever. And, you know, cause when you're in your twenties, you know, there's no consequences to anything. There's no, you know, there's nothing, you don't think about it. Yeah. So when I started getting into my thirties and having, you know, back problems and knee pro- problems that I've had, you know, that, that I caused myself in my twenties, I was in a car accident that I hurt my back I had knee surgery at 16. They told me if I didn't take care of myself when I got older, you'd have arthritis. So here it is now at, at 41. I have an arthritic knee. Um, mm. But I, I, it could have been better if I would have done more, uh, you know, when I was younger. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, this comedian, very good friend of mine, John Ziegler, uh, said to me, he goes, um, if you're coming out of this with just arthritis in your knee, you, you're doing all right. So that's uh, that's how I got to look at it. Um, my fault. Go ahead. I, I was in a big old Juanito in here coming off his first float also. Um, he also, I don't know, you could tell him your story. I don't want to put, put your story out there, but. Uh, let me do this one. <laughs> yeah. Bow. Talking to this side, watch. Oh, thank you. You know what? There you go, I sir. Uh, <laughs> it felt weird. It felt like a bouncing ball. I felt like that old video game that you were going for one time. You just like Atari. Yeah, it's like style. Like Pong. Boop. Floating changed Juanito's life today. Okay, so I'm doing this like at least two or three times a month. This is like, my wrist feels a little better. I had like a, a minor injury like two weeks ago, and I feel better. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, <laughs> I feel good. My body feels like, like, hey, man, uh, you're kind of cured for like a couple hours, and let's see how you feel next week. But it's, I don't know. It's like three sets. Oh, yeah. Juanito's been cycling like 50 miles a day every day yeah. for like a year now. And I'm just Pills, cholesterol pills, uh, blood thinners, and, and 
<laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, it's like adding up, and it's like, where is the time going all this stuff? Um, and, and then it's like, COVID happened. One of my best friends passed away due to COVID. So I'm like, oh, and they're saying all this news, all this information. Like, well, if you're, if you're overweight, it might affect you. If you have you know, medication, it'll affect you. If you have blah, 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 I'm like, you just snap out of it. So I'm like, all right. That's what triggered the change. I mean, it triggered, December triggered the change, but I didn't know what to do to get to the healthier lifestyle. And then, uh, you know, from 3.15 December, when I saw the app, it was about 3.07, so I'm like, oh, I felt better. That's seven pounds from mm-hmm. December till April. But, like, what else is it going to take? So I got put onto to the app. Um, and the app is super friendly. Like, and it's like, like... I'm mirroring, adding on to what you've been saying and echoing um, all the, the amazing recipes. It's like it's like IG. Like if you think it, IG is what it is, you go to the app. It's just like that. People interacting, um, cool tips. It's a big community. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all that. It's a one stop shop of everything. Like um, four point pancakes. Four point pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'll teach you about pancakes and the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so many cool, cool tips. And then I was like, all right, about 307. If I get to 'Cause I'm in Westchester County, so it's like some parts of it it's it's okay to go do certain things, but it's like, you know, I'm so skeptical of just going out to big public places, so it's like um, What do you do when you go out? I mean you're a DJ, so you're you're an active guy and you're always on the anywhere. Like I I eliminated all that. I was like, I'm paranoid, motherfuckers are, are reckless out here. <laughs> yeah. Like why would you go some places that it's people are not even being safe and then don't oblige by rules. Okay, the so on, so called rules, or whatever this is, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't trust people like that. Like, it's so crazy that you. I've learned during this COVID, people don't really wash their hands or wash their ass at all. Like, mm-hmm. or, or use toilet paper. Right? They had to be told to wash their hands. Hey, use toilet paper, right? Like they're like, hey, big, big news, big breaking news. Wash your hands. No shit. <laughs> Who's not washing themselves? Like, come on. I gotta be told to do this. It's crazy. It's amazing how many places. Like, I, I go a lot of places um, for my other job. And there's a lot of places that don't even have paper towels in the bathroom. So, like, and, and you know, some a lot of these are food places. So, it's like, if you're not, if you don't have paper towels in the bathroom, that just says nobody in here is washing their hands, you know? <laughs> And it's just, you see that a lot still. And that's like the most common thing, I think, or the most important thing to do is just wash your hands. You know, it's the easiest thing to do. But just wash your hands. <laughs> Eat your vegetables and wash your hands. That's basically what it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, I mean, future goals wise, because I'm trying to figure this out too. You guys definitely convinced me into like, into looking into this way watching. So, when I bought into the Weight Watchers, I didn't know what, I think there's, there's three months, six months, and a year. I just bought the full year. Like, let me just do this one year. It's not going to hurt. And let's see how I feel within a month. When the amount of weight dropped, I was like, oh. They just kind of give you like, all right, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you learn how to eat. Well, and echoing what he said, what I, thought, what I felt was so cool was I hate spending hours or any type of amount of time inside of shopping food whether it's Stop and Shop, Costco, whatever. I just I go and get what I need to get and come out. 
But when I learn about the scanner, oh, that's like a game changer. It's like a video game. Like, mm-hmm. yep. and this, what can I get this? Oh, for this. Um, and it's, it's one game changer was at, at Costco. They have this, like, sparkling water. Like, they have three different flavors. You buy the case, and it's zero points. And it tastes like soda. It's like, I'm <laughs> 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 like, three, four cases. Put that shit in there. And on top of that, the water I, I drink each day. So it's like, I mean, it helps, man. All, all, learning the app, learning how to eat better, learning how to cook, all that stuff. And from like being 307 now to like two, 247, like, I'm like, I did the small goal. Like, all right, let me get to like the 240, which I'm not there yet. I'm close. And I've been like in the 250s in the last month and a half. And I'm cool with that. Um, but I just want to get down to the goal that I set. So I'm like enjoying the subtle weight loss. But now I'm just like, let me get to like, all right, let me just focus on it and, and round out the year of weight loss on high. You said 299 was the goal of yours, right? To get a bike? Yeah, just to get to the bike. Yeah. And that but was the first goal. Did that motivate you to, like, you yeah. had a reward at the end of that. So you met the goal and you got your reward. What's your next goal? And uh, what's your next reward? Uh, no, I, I'm not giving myself rewards. No? No. I, I don't think I'll, <clears throat> I'll get the reward when I, get, when I can fit into a large. But that's a reward. That's... Yeah, that's when I feel like, all right, I'm here. Now I'm maintaining it for a year. And I think I mean, I, I learned to be hard on myself to get to it. And I'll reward myself eventually. But I think I think living is a reward. I think, you know, yeah. enjoying the foods is a, is a reward. Like, all right, for Christmas, I had uh, Ben Ming, which is amazing. Like, I had like a small little piece. Where's, where's that? Ben Ming's like pork. Like oh, okay. Mm. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Amazing. Shredded pork, you know, <clears throat> potato salad, carbs, whatever. Let me just, it's one or two days out there. That's year. it. And like, I can go back to like going to the gym. How do you guys stay like disciplined? Like, because I, I know motivating yourself is like not the hardest thing, but to stay disciplined and really follow through beyond just being motivated to keep it going. Is there any tricks for people who are kind of like, just hitting the holidays, maybe ate a little something and are like falling off. I, I something that got me like really snapped me back, you know, because I, I ate over the holidays as well. Um, I was at my brother's house and I didn't bring a jacket with me. I just had my hoodie on, and I'm a cigar smoker, so I wanted to go out and have a cigar. It was a little chilly out, and I I was like, we wear on my hoodies. He's a two X. I'm like, I'm not gonna fit into a two X. And he's like, just so you put on your arms. You have something on your arms. I got it on. I zipped up. It was a little tight, but I, I fit into a 2X hoodie where that my largest size was 7X. Wow. I was wearing a 7X. I had one hoodie. Like I found a New York Giants 7XL hoodie that I would wear. Um, and that really was like, okay, at a time where I'm, I'm indulging and I'm feeling not so great about myself, I just got into the lowest size hoodie mm-hmm. since I, I haven't wore a 2X probably in 15 years. Wow. And I'm like, okay, that's it now. That, that'll just that snap me right back into like, okay, here we go. Back on track again. Oh, it was amazing. It was the best. I was. I don't want to take it off. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like, what do you do as you lose weight with the clothes? Because I'm sure there's so many clothes that you don't wear anymore that are way too big. I'm in the process of getting rid of a lot of stuff, but because you know, it's expensive. It's yeah. you know, especially when I you know you're shopping at a big and tall store, everything's double the price. Um, I just got into jeans at Old Navy, so now I could I could you know spend twenty dollars on jeans again. Nice. Which is, uh, but I have to buy bigger sizes the way my body shaped. I'm smaller up top. I have a lot of loose skin around my stomach area, so I have to buy size like a size bigger. Um, I'm two different sizes, like up up my chest area, like from mid chest up. I'm okay, and then but the belly area, it's a lot of excess skin, so I have to, um, you know, I have to buy a size bigger, so I'm still buying stuff at the big and tall store. But I just wear it it's loose and baggy, and I, I I wear it until it looks ridiculous because I I can't, you know, I, I go broke. Is but, that um? Is that anything you'd ever considered like actually taking care of too? Is the loose skin? Yes, abs- As soon as I'm ready for that, I'm get it. I want it. I want it off. I I, I gotta get it off. 
I think that's that's like part of the uh, transformation. Like when you get to it and you really work your ass off, we both have and, and you want it off. Like we don't want to go back. I, you know, Teco, what he said is, um, I just don't want to die, man. Like you know what's happening now in the world. Like all right, everyone's gonna say everyone's mm-hmm. left and right. Even my, another close friend of mine, Quiz. Yeah, had, I saw. He had COVID and his family, but they're they're recovering. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to go back to the three X. I don't want to go back to even the two X. I like the into XL. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to die. I don't. I, I'm not looking back. And I think that once you're in the mold um, and finding this place, I mean, I, I just hit him on the whim like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> so I'm go, I'm gonna go there. Like, well, I mean, COVID's been a blessing, like. Now I'm working two jobs, which people ain't working. No job. Yep. Where are you working? Um, well, I'm still working on the morning show, so I'm able to do that. Uh, and then doing, like, work at a tech company, just, you know, just doing metadata and, you know, DJ on the side as well. Nice. So I'm just been low-key with it, not mentioning it. It's like... Staying busy. Yeah, I mean, it's, people ain't really... A lot of people ain't gonna have it. And yep. I'm not the person to be bullying about it. Yeah, no, Mike told me you were coming. I was I was super stoked for you to uh you to come. And then he told me you lost a bunch of weight and and, and Anthony's coming to do the podcast, so it was like, you know, would he jump on? Yeah. Do you feel better now, like if you if you got COVID that you'd be okay? Especially when you're on all those medications, which is all those medications is what they're saying people are like, you know, it's it's the high risk. Yeah, and I, and I, before I get to that, I, I just went to a doctor just to, you know, do another blood work yeah. and just get the, the checkup just to see where they're at. And it's like, so you're on track, but I'm still keeping on this because you just don't know. Yeah. You've seen signs before, like, you got good and then you just dropped and you just fell off. Yeah. So he's like, well, we'll keep going just to be safe. Um, he's like, you look good, another two checkups. I don't see no reason why I could get you off. Um, well, I'm saying like you know, all those, all those, you know, being heavier and those underlying issues with COVID, it made me like less stressed as far as you know if I got it because. I become paranoid. Paranoid. Is, yeah. Because friends of mine, family members got caught the biggest you know L in life. From yeah. COVID. I did get paranoid. I did freak out. Like I, I broke down in tears and. Yeah, got crazy for a minute, especially being in Westchester. It was like the first place to have it. It's a hot spot. It was yeah. a big hot spot. Right, and I kept the low key. Um, Do you feel like your immune system and like just from being so healthy and working out that like you you're almost like less prone to catching it or like more? I mean, if I get it, I get it. And I just feel now it's like. I know I thrive in disasters and natural disasters and anything like that. And I'm gonna strive. Like, well, we're, we're gonna get it at some point. I mean, it's just it's like The Walking Dead. You know, mm-hmm. you know that the first season yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're like, we all have it. I mean, yeah. it's just like, but that's the thing. Like, do you show symptoms or not? And that's a lot of the things. Like, you know, like you look at these athletes that get it because they're testing like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. They're not sick. Yeah. They're asymptomatic because, well, first of all, they're highly tuned athletic machines that their bodies in such good conditions. But I'm saying, like, for regular people like us that are just eating health, I think if we get, I think that's what one of the things why I'm not so worried, so yeah. to speak. And part of it, I'm very ignorant as well, too. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't understand things. But, you know, I've, listen, I, we've all known people who've had it, lost their lives, and it's, it's a tragedy. But for me, I'm like, I've taken so many steps to be healthier that, like, you know, if I get it, I, I feel confident. 
Yeah. You know, listen, anything can happen. No, I, mean, you, I can step out and get hit by a bus. But if I do get it, I feel confident that, like, okay, I've taken care of myself to get to this point where now my body will almost, like, thank me. Like, here here it is. This is, we, we, we got this now. We, we, you know, relax, take, mm-hmm. and my body will take over. And, and But if I was 205 pounds heavier, I, I'd be scared. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be worried. I wouldn't, you know. Do you, do you take CBD? No. And it feels it feels better. Yeah, I was gonna say like I haven't lost anywhere near as much weight as you guys, but just from like eating healthy and like doing the ginger shots and like you know the meditate, the breathing exercises, I definitely feel like more equipped to deal with anything that comes at me. Is that what you do, James? What do you do? Whatever you do, I want to do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> James, James just doesn't gain weight. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Oh, let me write that down. <laughs> someone's got to, someone's got to hit me over with a bat so I can forget to eat for a while. <laughs> I've been blessed with a really high metabolism, I guess. I mean, I eat like shit. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. No, but honestly, show off. We need ten Jameses, like to. A few years ago, no, for real. Like a few years ago, my wife got sick and she had Lyme disease, and she's still, you know, it's chronic, so it's kind of still there, but she's much better now. But it really opened my eyes when she started to really look into it. And just noticed that, like, a lot of what was causing her pain and inflammation was just the things that, that she was eating or just the, the mindset that she was in because she was in a lot of pain all the time. And, and just when you think you're in pain all the time and you, and you, and you, never, you think you're never going to get better, it just, you, you stay in pain. Yeah. You know, I, I really feel like if you can make yourself sick with your mind, you can make yourself better. I do try to be more. That's one other thing with, with COVID too. I try to be more positive. Like, like I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I, I, do. I don't want, I like, cause I've, I've lived in the fear of just life, you know, going out and not being able to walk places or simply, you know, you know, being able to stand places. And, um, maybe that's why, you know, I, I kind of think the way I think because I can't be held back anymore. I've been held back my whole life that I'm not letting anything at this point, whether it be COVID or anything else, keep me on the sidelines. I'm, I'm going to, I want to live my life. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, for sure. It's a mindset. But uh, when she started eating better and, and taking care of herself, yeah. I started taking note, you know, like I started looking at what she was doing. Now I started looking more and more into food and, and it, it, you know, like different things make a big deal. Like stop eating sugar. Like that makes a huge deal. Yeah. You know, you just, you lose Sugar's weight. a killer. As soon as you stop eating yeah. sugar and bread, you lose weight. Carbs and sugar are the, the, the worst thing for you. Absolutely the worst thing for you. And then when you add, you know, beneficial things to your diet, like kombucha mm-hmm. and CBD and, and, and just different, you know, whole foods and avocados and healthy mm-hmm. fats instead of, like, bad fats. And, and everything makes a difference, you know? Yeah, you definitely feel it. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really just, just keeping a, a, a good, healthy mindset and, and just paying attention to what you're doing every day. I feel like a lot of people just walk through life, you know, and don't even really think about food as, as something that's going to make them feel any different. But food is, I feel like, is the, is the first thing that you should look at. When you yeah, it's your, it's, your, it's your fuel. You know, when you want yeah, I love that you said that, that you look at it more as fuel than just, like, you know, something that is maybe, like, a perk. Like, I yeah, think people I, look at it as, like, a luxury. Like, I get from meal to meal, and, you know, especially now we're counting not only my points, but my macros and my calories. I have to hit a certain target, and it's like, okay, I got to get this and this to get me to this point. And, you know, and I feel it if I don't eat well. Like, over the holidays, I didn't eat well. I felt it. I felt like garbage. I was more sluggish, tired, and I couldn't wait to start eating better again. Mm-hmm. It's like I couldn't was really, like, oh, I need to, like, I can't wait to just be on back on track and, and you know, get, get things back the way they were. Yeah, I mean, you do, you don't. I mean, I, I don't. I sh- it's it's well, okay, it's, it's once a year I do this, uh, Christmas. Um, but it, I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's a reminder. You know, it is. It's a big reminder. Yeah. 
It's, uh, I feel like food is that way too, but it's just obviously it's not as extreme, but it, it does it does affect you. you know? Yeah, well, being the biggest guy that you've ever seen, yeah, I mean, it does affect <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, thank you. We turned it around. No, I'm joking. I'm I, joking. I picked up a lot during this episode, for real. Like, you guys dropped some gems. I'm definitely going to look into Weight Watchers, too, for yeah, sure, because I've tried so many different things, man. Like, I'm pretty disciplined, but it's, it, you know, you get bored with it, and I feel like the thing that always at least helps me gym-wise and, like, exercise-wise is kind of turning it into a game, <clears throat> which is really hard to do with the food. Like, the the food thing, I think, is, is detrimental, at least for me, because I like being active. I like going outside and walking and exercise. It's, like, therapeutic, but... The food and the timing that I eat and like, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, if you don't, if you, I mean, they, they tell us, they tell, well, in my workshops, they tell us like, you know, food is like 85% of it. I mean, if you could, you could work out, you can't work out a bad diet. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to exercise that away. I mean, think about it like, I think like one M&M to burn the calories or like a serving size M&M to burn the calories is like 10 football fields or something like that. Uh, like some crazy number or something like that. But you're not going to do that in an hour workout. Yeah. No, so. that's why. I, well, I appreciate you guys taking the time, man, for real. No T- problem. Today was lit. Um, how can people check out your podcast and like get more information about, you know, all the cool shit you do, man? You can follow me on Instagram at ComicAnthonyD, and the podcast is available at www.bropodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes and any uh, really podcast, uh, whatever you listen to your podcast on, the podcast is available at all those platforms. Nice. What? Well, Go ahead. Yeah. Awesome. Juanito? Oh, uh, I'm just I'm just absorbing the information because it's, it's always interesting to see uh, another pro or weight watcher uh, go through it to see what else you can do like better, like what you just can like, pick up. Like, um, but you can follow me at uh, DJ, uh, J-U-A-N-Y-T-O on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, and for the morning show, it's Real DJ John. Yeah. But um, I feel amazing. The vibes in here is amazing. The kombuchas. <laughs> so it's like the saunas. Anything about this place gave me another like another thing to look forward to in the future. So I feel, I feel this is great. Thank you. Thank you for coming, man. I really appreciate you coming and uh, and and Not especially sure. doing this and sharing your experience and. Uh, I, uh, Anthony too. I, oh, I think you. these 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 no. I think these uh, these conversations are important, you know. And, and a lot of people may listen to this and and, uh, and not understand anything. But if 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 just a couple people really just take a little bit out of this and it changes their life, then then that's why these conversations are important. And yeah, yeah. No, thanks, Anthony. For thanks for having me again. It's uh, it's it's awesome for you to be here, and, and you know you're welcome here anytime, and and whenever you want to come, thank float, you. You're more than welcome. I'm coming back. Always a pleasure. Until next time. Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs>